We're back again. <laughs> VJ, it's your favorite time of the week. We're going to be answering the people's questions. Got to give the people what they want. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before we do that, make sure that you guys hit the link in the description because you are watching the Hoop Genius podcast presented by NBA 2K23. And if you don't yet have the game, hit the link in the description to get your pre-orders in. Today, we're going to be answering your questions. Let me get the list up here on my phone. We've had a lot of questions come in, so we're going to have to see if we can get through all of them. The first question, Brad Denny, BJ, wants to know how, as an NBA player who are really good... Sorry. Hmm. How, as an NBA player who are really good player... Okay, maybe I think he's uh, had the autocorrect hit him on okay. this one. I'm going to have to translate this from the autocorrect. First of all, he says, superb podcast. Keep up the good work. Love the energy as always, BJ Mo. Shout out to Brad. Shout out to Brad every time. He says, how do good players make the next step of becoming an elite or star player? Tatum is an example. Very talented. They made a massive step after last season's performance. BJ, how do good players become great? How do good players become great? Well, Mo, you've heard me say this and... You know, we'll give it to our good friend, Brad. You know, if you're going to be a great player, you have to affect three things, right? Um, And the first is the obvious. You have to be able to put that ball in the basket. It's very hard to be an elite player and just really dominate just on the defensive side. You can be a really good player, but... Yeah, you go back. Yeah, okay. But to be a great player, you have to do three things, right? You got to defend, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have to rebound the basketball... And you have to be able to share the basketball. Now, you would prefer that your best player, you know, that he's able to do all three. A minimum two out of the three, provided mm-hmm. they can get you 25 to 30 points a night. So those three things, defending, rebounding, and passing the ball and sharing the basketball are the three things that all teams have to do. And if you're going to be a good team and if you're going to be an elite-level player like a Giannis – or like a Joel Embiid. Like Tatum, he used an example, made a Tatum, great step yeah, in like, his on, passing. On his passing. But he also made a great step. He became, I thought, a responsible defender. Yes. You know, where you know you, you would see him kind of take plays off where I thought defensively he really made a step. He went up against Kevin Durant in yeah, that first he round. He really defend. I thought he was a terrific rebounder as a guard for whatever position you want to put him at. And then his passing really became elite, you know, last year. So you can see with his ability to score and put the ball in the basket, if you can affect those other three areas, Mm -hmm. you really can become an elite level player. Absolutely. And I think as well, team factors do play a role into it. You know, playing on the best defensive team in the NBA allowed Tatum to be that superstar guy. Well, it's the culture. I think I I thought the the coach and the staff Mm -hmm. really made it about their defense. Yeah, because you see some players, they have to go elsewhere to become a star player. Right. The team they're currently at isn't. But we're going to fly through these questions. Okay. Alex G says, number one, who is your favorite player to interview? And number two for BJ, who is the hardest player you had to play against and why? My favorite NBA player to interview is sitting right next to me, right here, because I basically <laughs> interview him every day of the damn week. So there's your answer. But if it's not BJ, my favorite other interviews include Akeem Olajuwon. Very humble, very humble. Yes, which was an interesting perspective because athletes are usually super. We don't say his name enough. No one does. Well, I'm going to say his name here. Mm-hmm. One of the all-time greats. I don't know where it fits in, but he's up there with one of. Yep. 
the all-time greats to ever. Yep. If he's not in your top ten, you don't know ball. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Facts. Um, Hakeem Olajuwon was great to interview. Um, who else did I enjoy? Jordan Poole. He was cool. Okay. Um, Jordan Poole was very cool to sit down with because he okay. was just like, he was talking like he was one of my boys from London. You know what I mean? Like right, just, right. Just normal. Like it was like a normal conversation. Okay. And then I think. Um, do I talk like one of your brothers from London? No. No, you don't, <laughs> BJ. <laughs> okay. You tried. All right, I'm, you working, tried, on I'm working on it. You got to come to London and I'll fully integrate you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then who else has been a fun? There's been so many players I've interviewed. I kind of lose track of them over time. I think Tyrese Maxey was a good interview. Okay. That was quite a recent one. Uh, Draymond Green, a few years ago, many right. years ago, when I was first starting my career. Right. Draymond Green gave me a really good interview. Um, but yeah, BJ, have you ever interviewed an NBA player in like a media context? Not for like scouting and not for agency, but as in when you, because you had some time at ESPN. Yeah, I, I did. I can't remember, you know, I can't remember here, but I, I, I'm sure I, I, I think. I Let think me ask I had, you this then on, yes. a, on a different tone. If you could have one NBA player come and sit down and join us for an interview and we could interview them, who would that be? Michael Ray Richardson. Michael Ray Richardson. See, when you said Michael, I thought there was only one direction. Yeah. That, that was uh, going to go. Michael Ray Richardson. Why would that be your answer? You know, just the players who, when, you, when I first got into the league, I would always ask the older players, like, like who's the player... You know, like you respect, you know, not the guy you would see in the media, not, you know, yeah, you yeah, see yeah. in the list. And all of the older players would always say the sugar man. Okay. What a nickname as well. Oh, <laughs> what a, and they would always say Michael Ray Richardson. And I was fascinated why, you know, his name, he wasn't in the media, but all of the players, it was like the underground. It was okay, like okay. all of the players, favorite player was Michael Ray Richardson. Mm -hmm. And I got a chance to meet Michael Ray, and then I understood why he was <laughs> your favorite player's favorite player. Mm -hmm. uh, an incredible personality, a phenomenal competitor, and everyone respects him that ever played against him. Mm -hmm. And if you get a chance, please YouTube him. What an amazing player. 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six point guard. Incredible player. Incredible story. But he would be the guy because he was just—he was an incredible personality okay. um, that I would, I would, I would like to sit down with. And you know, and another player um, I would love to sit down with is the late Lynn Byers. Yes, rest in peace. Rest in peace. And um, what an amazing talent! And I, I, I just thought, you know, it was—it was just cut short. You know, his life yeah. was cut short. But. Wow. I mean, to think that, you know, I always play these what ifs. Mm -hmm. If the late Lynn Bias with the late Reggie Lewis, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish. Well, we'd have another 10 championship banners hanging in Boston. If all of those guys could have played because they all kind of overlapped. Mm -hmm. Wow. I, I mean, you, you just don't, you never know. I mean, yeah. it, 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 it really, really just... The individual talent. Now, you can't say you're talking the best teams, but if those players could have found a way to play with each other for two or three years, mm -hmm. you know, if, if, it was, if it was in the in the cards, we could be having a total different discussion on who's the greatest. Absolutely.
Uh, the second part of Alex's question is who's the hardest player he has to play against and why? I think you answered this on a previous episode. Who was, what was the name of the player? Did he play for like Cleveland or something? He was like just the one guy that would just serve you buckets. Oh, oh, uh, Steve Coulter. Yeah, that's the one. I think you told that story. On yeah, a- Steve, Steve Coulter, he had a move. <laughs> They called him Crazy Legs, right? He had a, yeah, he, we need to get him on the show. And he'll, he'll give me 20 right now. There's nothing I can do about it. Steve Coulter no, was, I, got, I got the help defense for you. Don't worry yeah, about that. Yeah, no, it didn't matter. When he sees me, he's going to get 20. <laughs> okay, so the next question is from Chris Rose. Shout out to Chris Rose every time. He says, what is the ceiling for the Wizards this season? Ooh. And what should their strategy be moving forward to avoid being stuck under the ceiling for the next five years? Um, well, we're going to do a Wizards episode. Okay. We're going to get okay. to it. But the Washington Wizards, I feel, are in a very weird position, okay? Because Bradley Beal is saying all the right things. Yes. I want to win in Washington. It would mean more. But let's be honest. I don't believe the Washington Wizards are going to win a championship with this team as constructed. And I don't see a pathway for them to win a, te- win a championship anytime soon. Okay. What I do see is a pattern of superstar players, once receiving their massive contracts, asking to be traded somewhere they can win the championship. So, for the Washington Wizards, it's not looking good, bruv. Well, I, I'm going to say this about the Wizards. When you look at the Utah Jazz this year, mm-hmm. I think it's inevitable that the Wizards are heading on the same path. But this is interesting because they've got good young players. They've got the Rui Hachimuras of the world. Yes. They've got the Avdia. Like, they've yes. got some young pieces. But at some point, you're going to have to make a financial commitment. And think about, though, at the start of last season, for the first three or four months, we were talking about how good the Wizards were because they had surprised everyone. Paul I like looking, this Wizards team. Paul, Paul Zingis is looking good. They got Kuzma now. They made the trade for Will, Will the Thrill, Will Barton. I think that they could be knocking around the play-in spots. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be competitive. I think they're going to could make an eighth seed or play-in or what have I th- you. I think the question is then, do you think – Brad Beal is a Dame Lillard type player who's just going to stay there collecting his checks no matter what happens with the team. Or do you think they're walking? I, I admire guys who don't run. So I, I, I admire I, it too. Dame and Brad, I don't have a problem with but that. Do you think that he is going to stay, or do you think over the next five years there will come a point where he demands out? Well, I think there's going to come a point where the organization is going to have to make. Yeah. Because Bradley Beal is making max dollars. And, unless one of these guys, unless Porzingis revitalizes himself. Yeah, and, or and Kuzma steps when up they to make those financial, whoever they commit to financially will determine what the organization is going to do. Mm-hmm. If Porzingis blossoms or returns back, if, he's looked good for Latvia and Eurobasket. To be okay, fair. if if one of those guys, then because Bradley Beal is a very very high level scorer, basketball player. Mm-hmm. Okay, he competes, he shows up, and he can play the game at the highest level. However, it's going to it's going to require that one of those young players takes a step. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, will determine what the organization will, is going to do moving forward. GA34, once again, not Giannis's burner account, but he says, glad to have you back to start the day with properly. Shout out to you guys who have always listened in the mornings who have missed us. We appreciate you. He says, with the East getting stronger, keeping KD, acquiring DeJounte and Donovan, which conference do you think is currently stronger and who do you think would win in a five versus five? So he says it would be good to hear you pick your East versus West starting fives. Because the All-Star game used to be like this before they changed it to the team captains. So BJ, you're out here in the West on California. So you pick your five players from the Western Conference, just off the top of your head. 
and I'll pick five players from the East, and then we'll let the people at home decide which lineup they think would win. So, just off the top, you you have to go from the Western Conference zone. West, okay, you have to go Jokic at the center. You got to go Curry at the one guard. You got to go Luca at the other guard. Then you got two more spots. I guess you have to go LeBron and Kawhi. LeBron and Kawhi. So LeBron over Devin Booker, Paul George. Yes. Yep. And uh, that's a pretty solid team. But for the East, Giannis, Embiid, Kevin Durant. And I think they've won just off those three alone. With all due respect to the Western Conference. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could you could even put in Tatum. You could, you could make your ultra big lineup come true with this. There's a whole bunch of guys in the Eastern Conference suit. Yeah, that's a pretty good East. I think, that's pretty good. Do you East. think, as a conference, the East is better than the West right now? You know, after you said that, I think the East has I, better I think individual the East players. Is far, I think the East is far better as a conference. I think there's eight teams. I think there's there's when you when you really break it down. Cause we did the list in yesterday's show, but we have um, Boston, Miami, Phoenix, not Phoenix, right? Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Toronto, Cleveland, Brooklyn. Atlanta. Did you say Atlanta? Atlanta. That's eight teams already there that all could cause noise in the playoffs. Yeah, but you know what? You have... I mean, I have to, I have to I assume that the Clippers... Yeah. Denver. Yeah. Warriors, Memphis, New Orleans, Phoenix. That's six. There we go. <laughs> you want to say the Lakers, but you're not sure. Yeah, I, I, I want to <laughs> say the Lakers, but you're absolutely right. I think I think this season the Eastern Conference is better than us. Yeah, I, I, it depends I what you mean by better. But also, I think from a fan perspective, and don't forget about my Pistons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the over there. This is your own office. I'm going to tell you to go out the door right now. <laughs> the Pistons. Okay. But, but having said that, having said that. Every single team has something to look out for. This season. The Pistons, they're a young, exciting team. Right. Even the Orlando Magic. There aren't many teams, even OKC, you want to watch. San Antonio and Utah, maybe, maybe not. But San Antonio, I will personally be watching. You know what I mean? So I think the league's talent is in a great place and it's very exciting to watch. But I think for fans, the Eastern Conference on a nightly basis might be a little bit more exciting. I agree. Exciting. I, I agree on paper. I agree. Will Moxton wants to know, who are your breakout players? Who are your shock teams that could overachieve that have perhaps gone under the radar. So give me one player and one team that is going to shock the world this season. Cleveland. Is that a shock at this point now, though? Or if we if we pin them in at the fifth or sixth place in the West, do you think they could shock everyone by finishing top four? In Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah, I think they could finish top okay. four in the West. And which player is going to be the breakout player this season? That's interesting. That's really that's that's. Should I tell you who I think? Who you got? I've been watching a little bit of Eurobasket. I think this kid Franz Wagner for Orlando. I I, can, I think I he's got something. No, I I got to give I got to give him credit. He he really he had games last year where you're like mm -hmm. interesting. He does a little bit of everything. Yeah, to he's a good he, level, and he competes. Mm -hmm. He competes. You know that, that's a, that's who do I think? It's a little early to be saying that. Um, and, and you know, any I don't of the know. rookies, maybe 
or any of the players that they say is, I think Russell Westbrook could, could shock everyone just by being good. How could you shock it? He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay, but look at how they treat him in on TV and online. Look at how he gets disrespected. You know, I'm, I not, heard, I'm not looking. I'm looking at the game. I'm looking at the game. The guy averaged 18 points wow. game last I heard year. people yesterday saying he's not even a top 50 player in the NBA right now. You know what? That's so a, that's a, when that's a I narrative. Say shock the world. Yeah, but it's the world that goes with the narratives. You feel me? Well, I, I'm going to say this. This is what I'm going to say about Russell. It's one thing that I can count on with Russell. He's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't say that about a lot of players today. <laughs> but I can say this about him. You know he's going to give you everything he has. Now, yep. Hopefully for him, because he shows up and he, he does compete. You know what? And say all you want to about Russell and his decision-making and so forth, whatever it is for whether you're a Russell fan or not. The young man competes and he shows up. Mm-hmm. So that's a check and a check. Now, hopefully it translates to a winning team. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be determined by their consistency of what they're going to do. do you, just going back to the team that could shock everyone. Do you think the Knicks could shock everyone? I don't think so with this Knicks team. I'm, I'm I, not, I don't think I, so with this I Knicks team. I think they could be shockingly bad. I, yeah. I, I just have these visions of right. watching how Jalen Brunson played in that, den, in that Dallas system where it's basically five out and he's attacking at the paint, either scoring or kicking to a shooter. Right. Comparing that to how New York play basketball and then Julius Randle and um, all the guards they got on the roster and RJ Barrett all needing the ball in their hands to really be effective. It's a very different style of play. And I think that it could just not mesh. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go, I, I've been thinking of who I'm going to go with. There's gonna, someone on the Utah Jazz. Colin Sexton. Because he didn't play. I think Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton or THT. I, I, I one heard. One of them are, is going to be. I heard someone say that Con, Colin Sexton is just. Donovan Mitchell is just Colin Sexton with better marketing. I don't know. But I will say this about Colin Sexton. He shows up. He competes. <laughs> yeah. He competes. And when you, no, when he, you look at the numbers, him and Donovan Mitchell ain't I, that far you apart. Know, Danny has always been about getting guys who just going to show up and play hard. Mm-hmm. Colin Sexton is going to show up mm-hmm. and he's going to play hard. I okay. think this kid, THT, is going to show up. I think yeah. somebody off of Utah okay. is going to be. Well, Wayne Richards wants to know, with the Cavs acquiring Donovan Mitchell, does that make them a serious contender to go deep in the playoffs? My brother Wayne. Check out yesterday's episode, and your answer will be provided. Pierce McGlinchey always provides us with great questions. He says, if the Bucks added another all-star to their team, could they dominate the rest of the decade Ooh. like the Bulls did in the 90s? Bear in mind, we're in year two of this decade. Ooh. So it's 2022. Ooh. If they added another all-star to their team, could they dominate for the next eight years? It depends on which all-star. Because if you added Chris Paul, who's an all-star, no, you couldn't. Because it's eight years. That's a long time. But if you added a young All-Star to that team, you added Evan, Evan, uh, Jared Allen, for example, or whoever, then yes, I believe they could. You know, sometimes I like to dream too, Mo. Mm-hmm. If you added Kevin Durant. Oh, man. But eight years is a long time, though. Kevin Durant no, I, no, I, I, I don't. I, I just want to see. I want to see. How good Giannis and Kevin Durant mm. would be together. Insane. No, the inside, the I, outside. I don't think they, you know, honestly, you know, like, I remember when the Bulls won, what, they won 71 or 72? 72. And then the Warriors won 73? Yeah. 
I think this. I think they can win seventy five games. Wow, that's I, I really do. Losing seven in the whole season. I, I really. Giannis and Kevin Durant. Listen, you can't double team them. Mm hmm. And they play on different spaces of the floor. You know, like mm -hmm. Kevin is on the perimeter. Giannis is mid range and interior. Yeah. I, 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 if I was Kevin Durant, I would want to go to Milwaukee too. Well, I would want to go would, to the city of Milwaukee, but the it, Bucks organization. I, I, at this stage, Kevin Durant, go play with the best players. If you want the, to re the reason why I said Jared Allen is I'm more concerned about that Brooke Lopez's health moving forwards and having that five spot I, covered. Right. You know what I mean? But we got we got to see what happens with um with Middleton as well coming off his injury. See if right. he still plays at the same level because it could all start falling apart. Kevin that's, Durant. That, that's that's just... why Giannis made those comments in the media about playing for Chicago and playing for LA. Like he likes to keep the Milwaukee Bucks. He likes to remind them. Come on, guys. I'm okay with that, Compete. but he 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 doesn't. If he's playing with you and I, he's still we're top making three. the playoffs. We're, we're making the playoffs. Facts. I'm gonna give you ten and nine. <laughs> I'm gonna give you ten. I'm gonna give you ten points. But how many are you gonna six give up? Hard fouls. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving up free throws. I'm giving up points. Six hard fouls. I might be done in the first quarter. That's what you're gonna get, though. Okay. Okay. You, you, Ten you, and six. A few catch and shoots, a few three throws, and then on the other end, I'm a foul. Ten and hell. six. I, I'll take everyone. that. Everyone. I'll take that. Anyway, Ian Turner has another question about the Cavs. How far do they go? Is the balance right? Do you think? Just you know, we spoke about them in yesterday's show. But do you think there is a thing of too many cooks spoil the broth? That's a saying in England. I don't know if you guys have that phrase here. But too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you um, think there is an element of that on NBA teams? Do you think that that may, maybe one player too many, especially considering Garland kind of needs the ball a lot to be effective. Donovan Mitchell definitely needs the ball a lot to be effective. Well, here, here, here is the thing with this team. They're they're relatively young. You know, Garland is a young player. Mm -hmm. Donovan is. He seems like he's been around forever. What he's like, twenty five, twenty six. He's still young. And then their best player is, what, 19, 20? Yeah. So they're not like, you know, eight, 10-year all-star players. Now they just want to win. They're still trying to figure that out. I'm interested to see how good this kid Mobley is going to be. I think if Mobley comes in and establishes from day one, I am the best player on the team. Mm -hmm. I think everything else falls in line. Now, if he's not the best player – then it's I think Donovan little... Mitchell is getting there and he's thinking he's the best player. Well, I think Donovan Mitchell will quickly realize that he's not the best player. Do you think that will encourage him to start playing defense? No, I, I, I think Donovan Mitchell realizes now that he will have to play defense. Why? Why do I say this? Because Donovan Mitchell can't hide now in the Eastern Conference. When he plays against Boston, he's going to be matched up with Jalen Brown mm -hmm. or Jason Tatum. Or even Marcus Smart, who was still okay. cooking. When he goes and plays against the Miami oh. Heat, he's going to be playing against Jimmy Butler. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. Max Struess. Okay, when he goes and plays against... Philly will be a nightmare for him. Harden or Maxi, to pick okay. a poison. Then when you go and play against the Bulls, DeMar DeRozan, Zach, Zach Levine. Levine. So I think... Donovan Mitchell is really going to have to come with a different energy, whether he wants to or not, mm -hmm. or else he will be exposed. Because you know those two big guys mm -hmm. are really 
They're all I mean, defensive they'll cover players. His mistakes, like Gobert did, but he's got to bring. But he's got to bring. He's got to bring a different energy. Now, the, in his defense, no pun intended. They just had a funnel defense. That entire team just funnels everything yeah, to Rudy it Gobert. It was designed that, that way. That was designed. Okay. Now I think he's in a different system, but and he's going to have to play different. They didn't have any good defenders on that team. That's why they had a funnel system. You know, it would be well, whatever the reason. Had, I, you, there's no way. Put that, it like this: There's no way that Drew Holiday is on Donovan that Utah team Mitchell and has all of the physical he's capabilities. Got more than his wingspan is giant. He he, he should be feet. a really good defensive player. He's he got size. He's got good foot speed. He's long. He's athletic. Well, when he was so, drafted, they told me he could guard like Avery Bradley, and I'm still waiting to see that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're gonna keep it moving. We're going to keep it. In the words of George Gervin, your best defense, young fella, is your offense. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Boston Celtics UK, formerly known as the Boston Brit, Nathan, wants to know, with Gallo out for the year, that was yeah, a horrible injury, be, by the yes. way. That was horrible. Will uh, the Celtics bench depth take a hit? Who do you think replaces him? The rumors are Carmelo to the Celtics on a one-year deal. I'm worried that a deal will be signed before this podcast is released. But what do you think about Carmelo Anthony on the Celtics to replace? They need Gallo, they, who will they be need someone who can score. Mm-hmm. They need someone. I like uh, Bogdanovich there. Yeah, but they don't have the money. Yeah, but, to trade for his contract. But I'll, what do you think about Melo though? I, I like I, Melo. I'm okay with Melo there. I also like Melo as like an older head to a Jason Tatum because I think Jason Tatum could learn a lot from Carmelo Anthony. Well, I I just want someone who can score. Yeah, they need they need someone who is a legitimate scoring threat with their second unit. Mm-hmm. And Carmelo, see, I wanted Montrez Harrell before he signed with the Sixers yesterday. Yeah, I don't think that's. So I just think with Rob Williams' injuries and Al Horford's age, having a bigger body there might be useful in terms of rebounding. And then Harrell can give. You a I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But they need somebody who can score. They yep. need someone who can score because we got to f- figure out how to play without Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. And Carmelo, Carmelo, we know defensively is well documented. It's the same as Gallinari, though. It, that's what I'm saying. But we know one thing: Carmelo is a bucket. Mm, that's fact. Now but- he can get you. He now he can get you twenty. He might give up twenty, but he's gonna get you twenty. Mm-hmm. And and for that system, for that team, I think that's a good fit and, for him. And we were just talking about. The funnel, whatever. With Rob Williams behind him, I'm less worried about. Yeah, Carmelo, I, you know what I mean. I, 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 I Carmelo competes to, to hide him. Carmelo competes, you know I mean? and I think at this stage would be a good. I think that would be a good fit for him. I would like to see that. I would very much. Mellow like and to Green. See that. that would be. It wouldn't look normal. You, you know, it looks like one of them weird photoshops that fans make over the years. But I, I would love. Carmelo Anthony used to be one of my favorite players when he was at the peak of his powers. Right, Denver Mellow, early New York Mellow. He was on a whole nother level. Remember that game where he was on the Knicks against Chicago and he would just walk up the court, pull up for three, tie the game, go to overtime. Walk up the court, pull up for three, win the game in overtime. No, just, Mello, just effortless. Yeah, Melo's... Uh, he's okay. been incredible. Do you know player. why I like Melo? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a big fella. He could score the ball with a minimum it's always about you, expended. It's, it's all- always about me. Because you know what? <laughs> I used to watch Melo, right? I used to watch his jab step in the mid-post. How he could throw defenders off just with the jab step alone right. before even using his dribble. You know and that was you. That's you. I tried to be. It's, it's not me. I'm not coming Anthony, but I tried to be. You know, I'm not the quickest player in the world. You know what I mean? But you've got to find ways to score and be crafty. So shout out to Mello. Question coming in J41777. Why hasn't there been a podcast in ages? 
I extend my sincerest apologies. That is all my yes. fault. Uh, you're, was, you're looking at the reason right here. Yep, that was all me. I was traveling. I was flying. You know, you know, you know what's weird about that question, though, Mo? Uh-huh. It's this whole episode, I've just been looking at this shirt. And you know how weird it is for me to be looking at myself? <laughs> <laughs> not, just, not just one of you. There's one, two, three of you on the shirt. <laughs> if you guys can't see, you got to head over to YouTube so you can see the visuals. <laughs> um, I didn't know whether I should wear it today. I thought, let me wear it. Yeah, I just want to know. It's, just, it's really weird. But. Yeah, that, and, and for everyone asking... The shirts are coming soon. Finally, a new supplier because I'm not happy with the quality of this one. That's okay. why I didn't bring you one to okay. get you. Okay, all right, all right. I'm not too happy with the quality of this one. I want to find an even better supplier. So it's taking a minute to find it. And um, they will be I, on the I got some. Soon. I got some names. Oh, we've got to be in the EU, though. You know what I mean? We've got to be in the EU. Uh, all right. So that's why the Brexit is all complicated. The Brexit okay. has messed up everything in my life. Okay. But we'll work on it. It's coming soon, guys. Don't worry. Right now, I only have one. Tom, my boy from 2k he has one he's the one who facilitates all the greatness that you see and Kay cunningham is the other player the reason being young detroit point guard i thought it was only right i thought it was stand up detroit stand up stand up because uh, you sleeping on you sleeping on my pistons keep an eye on the pre-game fits while we watch the pistons this year but the answer to why there hasn't been a podcast in ages i was flying to america and then i had events to do and you guys are going to see the content on tiktok on youtube and all that stuff so stay tuned on there for all that content but the real question that he's asking is, only joking but seriously, do you think Utah missed out on the rumored New York offer? And Andy Williams has replied to that tweet saying that has just got to be Nick's PR to appease their fan base. Now, I heard something, which isn't really the question because we discussed that on yesterday's show. But I heard the media aren't allowed to talk to the Knicks organization right now. Did you hear this? The media is not allowed to... Yeah. yeah, the Knicks. The Knicks don't talk. I don't think they, uh, don't, they don't. They don't talk yeah. to the media. And they're the only team that does that like that. Right? Why? It must be coming down from the top. Interesting. That's all we're going to say about that one. But we have another question from Paul Bernard. Shout out to Paul every time for the support. Did BJ know he wanted to remain in basketball post playing career? Was it an easy transition? Also, any news on the merch? The merch, stay tuned. BJ knew he wanted to do media the day he met me and he heard the podcast and he was like, <laughs> this, is, this is what I want to do forever, every day of my life. But uh, So BJ, what was it like when, when you retired? Because you went straight to working in the front yeah. office for the book. Um, what was that transition like? Well, back then there was no podcast. So I didn't know I was going to be doing a podcast. However, I did know I wanted to continue to learn about the business of basketball mm -hmm. and where it was going and what it's doing. And now here I am talking on a podcast and YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and all of these things, mm -hmm. which I couldn't imagine. We, we still got to get yourself on those. Yes. You got to stay yeah. tuned. The BJ Armstrong TikTok channel is coming soon. Yeah. Uh, via Mo. No, via Mo. make it happen. <laughs> but I did know I wanted to be in the, in the business. Yeah. To what extent, I had no idea. So... It's been it's been fun and being able to work with you know work with you and work in this technology and watch the game expand has been fabulous. So I, I it, it was fun and it's it's continued to be fun and I'm learning each and every day. I appreciate that greatly. And we all I speak for myself and everyone listening. We appreciate your time each yes, and every day. Yes, we do. And uh, Glenn Vardy has a question. He says, with Pat Bev now the Lakers, do you see Westbrook still with us come training camp? If not, is Indiana the most likely trade destination? A trade involving Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Also, can BJ stop doing long, silent pauses? Yeah. 
<laughs> Shout out to Glenn. We Shout have, out to Glenn. Glenn, have, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Mo constantly reminds me of that. There's two things every day of my life. The long pauses, and then when BJ's at home and he taps the table, yes. but it makes the laptop shake, so the camera starts wobbling. Yeah. I'm just looking at it like, no, please. I'm going to buy him I'm a padded table, and then the pauses... We're just gonna have to figure that out. Yeah, we're, we're gonna figure. It. It's most he's he he. I like. Where is this coming from? It's coming from this is where it's coming from the people. Yeah, yeah. What what was the question again? What was? Do the, you the, see uh, Westbrook in Indiana? Oh, in right. exchange? I like that trade for the Lakers. Healed and Turner. I think it's them. an interesting. I think it's an interesting trade. However, I'm not sure if it works basketball wise because I don't see Russell working into the timeline of. Oh, the, the, the idea of, would be that he gets pulled out. By the yeah. Indiana Pacers, then goes and signs at a Charlotte or, or whatever destination right. you want to go sign at. But but I, I think it Lakers, works. I think it works. I, I think if the if it's presented to the Lakers, I think they would have to consider. I it. think that trade moves the Lakers from near to serious contenders because you get shooting and elite level from Buddy Hield, and you get elite level rim protection, and that allows Anthony Davis to play the four where he seems to be more comfortable. So I think for the Lakers that'd be good, but they would Indiana know that they've not got the leverage, so they would tell the Lakers we want those two first round picks, and I don't think the Lakers would be too keen to get that done unless the season goes horribly, like we said in yesterday's show, right? And he gets to the trade deadline. Craig Chambers wants to know, Mo, what my player build will you be hooping with on two K twenty three? I will be using a big man. I will be living out my dreams of being seven foot tall via the video game. My character, known as Nikola Brokic. Is an elite force. That was a long, long pause. So, so they can get the reaction. <laughs> if you guys want to know why I just paused, you have to watch the YouTube video to BJ's face when I just said that. Nikola Brokic will be back in full force on NBA 2K23. Okay. Because he is a passing god. Picks out. You know, you've never seen a big man pass like Nikola Brokic on 2K. It's, it's un unbelievable scenes. Okay. Him with a behind the back. No look. And everything. next question. <laughs> <laughs> We're running out of time. This is going to be the final question. It comes in from Ryan Woodcock, who wants to know, do you think we'll see any new franchises join the NBA in the next few years or relocate to bigger cities slash markets? I think a lot of this comes from LeBron recently saying he wants to own a team in Las Vegas. Seattle, of course, there's always rumors about them every offseason. How many years do you think it will be until we see either an expansion or a relocation? Because I'm imagining Seattle. I would, I, would, I would think in the next four to six years, okay, maybe sooner, that you're going to hear some serious talk. And here's why I say that is because, you know, these governors and owners of these of these teams, during COVID, they took a serious hit mm -hmm. in the evaluation. And I think one of the ways to create value would be to add a couple new teams i would love to see a team abroad like in london germany paris i think that's I, th I think that's where to go i think the travel is too much right now until air travel reaches the point where it's more convenient. i i, I don't because for so. the lakers to go from la to it's okay for the knicks to come to london but for the lakers to come all the way to london that's some serious they, get, they can figure it out they, i mean they, they, they can, i think the first would be seattle Las Vegas, Mexico City, and then I think they would expand back to Vancouver, like somewhere I just in think Mexico. Financially, it would make more sense for them to go abroad. And then I could be the general manager. Well, of, of course London, you could do that. Whatever course, it may be. Of course you could do that. But I would love to see. I would love to see Paris. I would love to see 
Spain. Istanbul. Istanbul. The fans would go nuts. Uh, Germany. London. I just think it's inevitable mm-hmm. that you're going to have a European division. I think it's just mm-hmm. inevitable. I think it makes good business sense. And then if you know if you want to do Seattle, you want to do Vegas, great. But that to me is what it's all about. That to me, it's you just you get you got to have like four, six. You just go say, you know what, Lakers are going to go to New York. New York, Brooklyn, and then they're going to yeah. continue. So we spoke about a few weeks ago, why don't any general managers have podcasts? If they build a franchise in London, you may be looking at the first ever general manager with a podcast. For sure. And if you guys want to see that, you have to support the show by subscribing and telling your friends to subscribe as well. Make sure you do that right now. Hit the link in our description to pre-order your copy of NBA 2K or just buy your copy. I don't know if the game's going to be out by the time this episode releases because I'm about to hop on a plane. But get 2K23, we can play. If you're on PS5, you can come and hoop with Nikola Brokic in the neighborhood. BJ has no idea what I'm talking about right now. He's going to learn. Appreciate everyone who sent in their questions. If you've got more questions, look out for the tweets where you can submit your questions. And until next time, get buckets.